think the universe knew that we were starting to film a new season of Afterbite because this morning at 6 a.m., the sky opened up around me, thunder shook my whole house, and I was like, well, this is great. I'm sure this is a great start to my day when we're recording a new season of Afterbite, but I think the universe knew and it was like, hey, hey, we know you're getting into the good shit. Don't fuck it up. The universe knew because I was like falling in and out of sleep. My fire alarm went off in my building this morning and was like, you better be awake for this shit. Wake the fuck up. You have Afterbite to record. Hey, hi, hello, everyone. And welcome to Afterbite. It's a Vampire Diaries fan cast. Wait, shit. Fuck, it's Wait, not a Vampire Diaries no, fan cast. Hey, hi, hello, everyone, and welcome to Afterbite. It's an Originals fan cast that's only eight years too late. Oh, we're finally eight years in. Thank God. I know. <laughs> Does it ever hit you <laughs> how absolutely, just like how many episodes of the Vampire Diaries, the Originals, and Legacies there will be to get through? Legacies literally hit the 300th episode of the TVDU, and I'm like, I've watched over 300 episodes of this shit. <laughs> yeah, multiple times, Multiple too. times, <laughs> too. Clink, clink, bitch. I'm like, oh, why did I do this to myself? Uh, but I love it. I've done it with, I've done it with Buffy, but, like, not with, ugh. Not with the whole universe, you know? No, I still haven't watched Angel, so. <laughs> <laughs> this week on Afterbite, as you can tell by the intro, we are finally starting the originals. Yes. Finally. Long overdue, we are starting the actual series of the originals. The way that this is going to work, just for housekeeping purposes, um, we are going to be alternating episodes of the originals and TVD. So, this week we're watching the originals, next week we'll watch TVD, originals, TVD, originals, TVD, going on until basically we run out of, like, TVD. <laughs> I think we run out of TVD around the time of original season four or so. So, yeah, it season three airs, and then season eight of Vampire Diaries takes place, and then season four or five of Originals after that. So yeah, so we kind yeah. of we're alternating for a few seasons, and then they they just like finish out their plots separately, and then we just go straight into the Originals, and then Legacies doesn't overlap at all. Thank God for blissful peace that we will one day achieve. We literally had blissful peace of a TV from the TVD for like five months, for like no, not even five months, like two months. Yeah, they did a really quick turnaround for broadcast. They really did. On that like one. we have not been without Vampire Diaries universe since September tenth, two thousand nine. I think was it two thousand nine? I know it was yep. two thousand nine, but I forget the. It exactly. was two thousand nine. Yeah. Ugh. So what a year. What a year. And now this is two thousand thirteen. Yes, this started in two thousand thirteen. Oh my um, god! That is when this episode aired. Also important to note, I think that this episode is basically the. It's it and the episode that we watched last season is like a two hour premiere, basically. Yeah. So it's that episode. And then this one retreads a lot of the same ground, but with a lot more explanations for folks who haven't been involved in the TVDU. For folks who didn't watch Vampire Diaries, this is a great jumping on point if you don't want to deal with a teenage angst love triangle. And yeah. honestly, I love it. I love it. I do remember um, before, like, this episode aired, they did release the backdoor pilot air quotes, but like, as, like, a pilot. 
So like yeah. so like it didn't have like the like Elena Stefan Damon drama. So basically just it had, Diaries. Yeah, it had that weird we talked about it when we talked about it, but like um when we talked about that episode, but it had like a bookend of T V D and then the rest of it was just the originals and then yeah. it, and then at the very end it was a little stinger of T V D and it's like, no, shut the fuck up. No. Yeah, I think it's because like they had to like contract, like have Nina, Paul, and Ian like in that episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> literally and, like, that was it. it they like, signed they had- a 22 episode contract and by god they're gonna get their 22 fucking episodes 23 was last well now we're back to 22 episodes per season yeah now we're back to 22 so let's oh get into it brian because the netflix description of this episode is it's actually it's okay i don't think it's good but it's okay so After centuries away, vampire-werewolf hybrid Klaus returns to the French Quarter of New Orleans to find it taken over by his former protege, Marcel. For a second, I was reading that. My brain, like, was shut down for a second. I was like, who's Marcel? (laughs) (laughs) Who's Marcel? And then I was like, oh, Marcel. Whoops. So. Um, I mean, they're kind of close. There's just no Elijah in it, because this is a very... This is an Elijah-heavy ep. Yeah, because this is all told from Elijah's point of view. Yes. Um, So he... Basically, this is the whole... That's just the plot of the series at that point. Yeah, literally, this is just the (gasps) plot. Fuck, I almost spilled. Sorry, I almost spilled energy drink (laughs) because I was gesturing with my pen. Jesus Christ, that scared me. I thought you were like, was this murdered or something? (laughs) No, I almost spilled my energy drink. That would have been worse than being murdered. (laughs) It would have been worse all over your keyboard. Also, we should probably talk about Jordan's not here. Yeah, I, I should. We should get into that too. We this should... is a B team episode. Yeah, it's us. It's shocking. I finally show up, and Jordan's Jordan's been busy, so we can't blame her. But yeah, Jordan's been really, really busy yeah. here. So <laughs> she's busy it's getting her us. real life together. Yeah. So you're stuck with me and Brian, the oh. B team. <laughs> you're stuck with the whore, the whore for lore and B. So. <laughs> Yes, program? I'm a whore for lore because watching this episode and some of the things they say, and like I'm just like that relates to legacies now. I'm like, oh my god, like this. Oh, this is like oh, this relates back to Vampire Diaries. Like, oh my god, they do. I do want to talk about this. They do. I feel like when they start the originals, the whole world opens up. Yeah, and it really like I think with this show happening, it really helped legacies kind of like because if they did, if they just went from vampire diaries to legacies it would suck yeah i think the opening up like there's a there's a whole new world of possibilities now outside of mystic falls and they introduce really interesting things with the magic system they introduce very interesting old old like anger deep-seated anger over literal centuries that like stewed hatred that has been stewing for centuries and then it's all set in new orleans and it's great (laughs) It's all set in an interesting place. Jesus Christ. The so fact wanna... that I was shocked that there were crowds on the street says a lot about how bad Mystic Falls is, huh? Yeah. Also, fun fact, this show is supposed to originally take place in Chicago. I would have been okay with Chicago I as well. I would have okay with Chicago too, but I think that they like made like a last minute choice because they're like, it's not obviously last minute choice, but like, I think it's because of the whole, um, like that the chicago flashback in season three 
Mm-hmm. So that way we would have gotten the answer. But I think they kind of figured something else out because it was like, oh, Klaus went back to Chicago. Why would he go back? Like, why go back, but like not go back to New Orleans? Yeah, I I like the choice to set this in New Orleans. So let's talk about this episode because they start off with a flashback. Yes. (laughs) On the Mississippi River, baby. And a narration over fog. As they always do. Honestly, that's my favorite trope in the Vampire Diaries, like, universe. I love it. It's interesting that they... Yeah. I think it's an interesting choice to start it off with Elijah. Because I think this series, this series is very much about Elijah and Klaus. And everybody else kind of falls secondary. But, like... Yeah. This is very much a series about two brothers, but in a very different way than tvd is yeah because vampire diaries started off as like two brothers having to come back together and like fix a century of like bullshit and then this one is like brothers having to come back together after literal millennia of bullshit (laughs) and like rebuilding their family from the ground up basically yeah it's really yeah it's really fascinating i really love in case you can't tell Ryan and I really do love the originals. I used to hate um, the originals. I was like, this is not Vampire Diaries. This this doesn't add up. And I'm like, this is the best TV show ever. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that, because after the, se- the season, well, the series finale, because obviously it's aired, B-, B and I know how it all ends. Mm-hmm. It bookends perfectly. Everything yeah. in between, it doesn't feel like, okay, we're going to take a little break from the love triangle and do something else. Like, no, this siri cohesively stays on the theme of family and what sacrifices and what you do to keep your family safe and it is so it's just so good so the mississippi river 300 years ago mississippi river (laughs) ryan i love you to death this episode is gonna go on forever if we talk about everything we love about the originals because also we can't even say some of these things because we are we are, I use the term, like, spoiler light. We don't outright spoil things. I know, it's so hard. So, just just know, dear listener, that Brian and I love the originals as, like, a whole cohesive unit. There are seasons of The Vampire Diaries that I love, but I do not love The Vampire Diaries as one cohesive unit the same way that I love the originals. Yeah, I think... I think yeah, that's I a good love, way to put it. I love Vampire Diaries, but it has it's wishy-washy at some points for me. But I still love it to death. But the originals just was perfect. It's oh. The Mississippi River, 300 yeah, years ago. <sighs> Two guys are just like looking out over the river because I guess there was nothing else to do 300 years ago. So they were like look a ship let's go board it and see what's going on because <laughs> that's really back in those times there was just nothing better to do in in uh what would that have been 17 like 17, 17 13 or whatever yeah 1700s something something so they go down to the cargo hold and they see coffins iconic just i i also want to note here that the Michelson family crest, the seal mm-hmm. that is on the coffins, 
comes back so often in this series and i really really do it love does it. and it's actually kind of really funny how it never showed up in the vampire diaries <laughs> yeah well i think it kind of showed up in the backdoor pilot for like a second or two but like they really were like we're gonna make a family crest for this and y'all are yeah, gonna fucking like it <laughs> i love i love it it's a great crest the the guys open up the coffin revealing a daggered coal and you know Nate Buzz was on set for like an hour and that was it. I forgot they even gave him like guest starring credit too. <laughs> it was like they did. I just remembered that. I remember watching it. I was like, Cole doesn't show up in this episode because like I forgot they showed him. And then I was like, oh wait, he was in the coffin. And then poor Finn. They don't even show Finn. <laughs> show that guy. Oh, poor Finn. So, the dudes get attacked, and they get introduced to the originals, all wearing fancy pompous wigs. Oh, I love it. And, um, Elijah's just like, hey, you know, would you be so kind as to carry our luggage to shore? You might want to get some help with that. Bye. And I love when Elijah is, like, a vampire, you know? Yes. And I love that the first original that we meet in this show is Rebecca. Yes. I love uh, it, actually. Claire Holt, you, oh, you're fucking Claire Holt, so. honey. She did great things with this. She did. So then we cut to present day New Orleans, baby. And there are people on the streets. It is a rowdy good time. It's a party. It's always you know, the party never ends, baby. Yeah. And I love that this town seems more lively than Mystic Falls ever will. And the funny thing is, the funny thing is for me, because like when I was following the show, like religiously back in the day, they still filmed this like all in Georgia, obviously. So yeah. It's just, and like some of it, obviously they went to New Orleans to shoot, but like, it's just funny to me. Cause I'm like, I know like that's a town in Georgia. <laughs> Yeah, literally. But, like how they so it's made a lot it of good look, movie magic. But how they made it look like New Orleans, I'm like, I buy it. That's New Orleans right there. Yeah, they really used actually a city to film <laughs> instead of just a town. A tiny little shitty town. So Elijah's in a bar called Russo's, which I think we also saw in I think we also saw this in the in the backdoor backdoor. Yeah, pilot. it was in the backdoor pilot. He's talking to uh, Camille, who we will henceforth and forever just refer to as Cammie. And I love her. <laughs> I love her. To t- she is a very controversial character in this show. For those I, of you who haven't seen it or who are watching along with us for the first time, she is a controversial figure within the fandom. I love her. But she has done nothing. But she did nothing wrong. Like, it's not yeah. like she committed a hate crime or, like, said the F slur or... <laughs> that a racial slur no you think like that's she's just bad because she had a scene with joseph morgan (laughs) yeah literally she's a she is a classic case of a woman just getting hated by a group of fans for no fucking reason so i love her and this show is gonna be pretty pro cammy but if you ever venture into the fandom just know don't (laughs) they hate her for no reason They really, oh my god, the amount of times the hate I saw for Cammy for no reason. I'm like, dude, shut up. Mm-hmm. Oh. Elijah 
gives a little like a layman's overview of Klaus and he's like, well, you know, my brother's defiant and ill-mannered and a little temperamental, you know, we don't share the same dad, doesn't bother me, very much bothers him, which... He's got daddy issues. Yeah. And I love... (laughs) I love that Elijah's like, well, it never bothered me. And then... Later on in this episode, he's like, I will beat you like our father used to beat you. And it's like, okay, but Elijah, I think it might kind of bother you a little bit. Yeah. I think it might be, there might be a little bit more than you let on, but okay. And so Cammy's like, anyway, like I have a grad degree in psychology. Uh, you know, your brother's narcissistic and paranoid, which is just <laughs> <Yep>. true facts. <laughs> I love, actually, what I do love about the series is that through Cammy, they kind of like, actually diagnose klaus and he like tries to fix it not like tries but like people know this about him and like i like that they give it a name because in the vampire diaries they're just like he's an evil guy yeah but this one they're like he's narcissistic and paranoid you know he has a lot of deep-seated issues around family yada 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 sounds like his kid Minus the narcissistic part. Hope is very paranoid. (laughs) And honestly, fair. Elijah's like, hey, can you help me find Jane Ann Devereaux? Kami's like, no, but I, no, actually, I can't. (laughs) But I know somebody who might. And we get introduced to, uh, honestly, I love her. I love the character we get introduced to, Sabine. Oh, I was like, what? I was like, what's her name? And I almost said her spoiler name, but nope. it would have been okay because B's not here. Jordan, I, I am here, Ryan. <laughs> I am here. I'm so tired. In um, case you can't tell, we are recording these episodes pretty early in the day for us, which is means it's one thirty p.m. Central Standard Time. <laughs> I love Sabine, the actress. Fantastic. She's so fun. We see her giving like a walking tour of New Orleans to like some tourists. And she's like, you know, welcome to New Orleans, baby. This is the crown jewel of the Crescent City, the French Quarter. We have jazz and jambalaya and romance and poetry, but also <sighs> spooky, spooky things that go bump in the night. Um, she specifically mentions she specifically mentions monsters that feed off of human blood, vengeful spirits of the dead, and her personal favorite, the witches. <sighs> oh. <laughs> She I really does this. have to, like, draw you into a tour. Like, I would get a tour oh, yeah. from her. She is... Th- this is such a good tour guide moment. I mm-hmm. love it. But also, I love how, specifically, she has excluded the werewolves from this narrative. Oh, 100%. She is, she is talking about vampires. She's talking about vengeful spirits of the dead, ghosts and shit. And then her personal favorite, obviously, the witches. But... The, Where are the werewolves? I love the I, and I love the deliberate exclusion of the werewolves here because a nobody views them as a threat and b they're not here. No, they're just they're, not. They're they MIA. got ran out of the city by Marcel. I love that they're like setting up already that like there are power dynamics in this town and everybody who lives here actually knows about them. Yeah. You know, even the humans. Like, exactly. This, and I like, like this, that a it lot. It kind of feels like the Founders Council of Mystic Falls a little bit. But, like, they're not trying to destroy them. They're just like, okay, we got to live with them now. Like, exactly. And I like that a lot. I like that a lot more than I do the Founders Council. 
yeah, the Founders Council is very much like hate crimes against vampires. <laughs> yeah. I hate love committing hate crimes anything, against vampires. Anything supernatural, <laughs> except a witch. You're cool, like, because you actually, you're a loophole for us. Um, but, like, uh, just every, how everyone kind of compared the show when it started. They said it's a supernatural Game of Thrones. And I'm like, this is better than Game of Thrones. This is much better than Game of Thrones because Game of Thrones is an awful steaming pile of garbage. Mm-hmm. But this show is much more political in its machinations than oh yeah, TVD is. And much more gay. You can't just, I mean, like, yes, but gay. let's not pretend that this is, like, the pinnacle of representation. No, no, There's no, 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 two no. gay couples as compared to the one in TVD. So... <laughs> one in TVD, not, that's it. <laughs> let's not put on our fucking little rainbow, our rainbow suspenders and go charging down Main Street here. I mean, it's this almost just Pride. Like, <laughs> it's, that's true. It is Pride. Happy Pride Month, y'all. This is coming Yay. out in June. So, oh, yeah, um, it is. Let's not pretend that this is like the pinnacle of gay rep, but it is better than TVD was. But the bar is the floor. Yeah, th- very the floor. <laughs> the bar is literally the floor. It's the and sometimes, and sometimes they don't manage to step over it. So let's not <laughs> trip. <laughs> yeah, they do trip over it. Let's not say this is a much more gay version. This is a much more homoerotic version. Of <laughs> oh, yeah. But not always gay gay. So uh, Sabine clocks Elijah immediately. I love that. She's like, and you're she's the only like, original who wears a suit. Like, come on. Yeah. She's like, you're the only one who's well-dressed. <laughs> I know you. <laughs> Excuse me. Rebecca, Rebecca said what? <laughs> well, true. But... <laughs> Oh, just their chemistry though already is like yes. I know. Ow. What did you do? I hit my mic with my hand by accident. <laughs> Elijah's like, hey, um, Nick came here because of Jane and Devereaux. If I can talk to her and see why she's conspiring against him, I could maybe like help sort this out. And she's like, well, good luck. She's dead. <laughs> I love something. Here's my one like. I'm gonna be like my one like problem with this you kind of have to watch that original like backdoor pilot if you really want to know like the full like story of like how everything went down yeah i view these as sort of a two-hour yeah i view this as like yeah it's a two-hour kind of deal it's definitely but watch the one that has the there's a joseph morgan intro on that one yeah and um and it has a, the surprise ending with the surprise character that was supposed to be the surprise ending, but never happened. Who? Who's Davina? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I that bitch. <laughs> I love we'll get so to her. Much. Sophie, or sorry, Sabine leads um, Elijah to Sophie Devereaux, who is the sister of Jane Ann Devereaux. Um. I love, I love can I just say I'm looking at the I'm looking at the transcript on the wiki to kind of just like lead us through this to like yeah. the important shit. And in the transcript on the wiki, um at this scene, it's called a quiet street in the French Quarter. Um there here is here's a description of what's going on in uh, parentheses at the very top here. So uh 
There is a crowd of witches. They stand, kneel, and crouch sadly around the body of their fallen friend, friend Jane Ann. The body lies on the ground, obviously dead, with blood on its neck. There are some flowers and candles around the corpse. Sophie Devereaux sits near her sister, weeping silently. All of the witches look depressed. Hey? <laughs> I mean, I would too if I... <laughs> You're not wrong, but I feel like you could have just used sad or distraught. Depressed is, yeah, depressed is fine. I just like the language. Um, so Elijah and Sabine show up, and Elijah's like very shocked by this. He's like killed in in public for anyone to find. Sabine kind of like hand waves this away, and she's just like, "Only witches come around here. It's fine." <laughs> and uh, she's like, you know. Sabine mentions something very interesting in that her sister has come to take her body. Her spirit can't rest until it's been properly interred in the cemetery. Mm. I love this a lot because a lot of the depth they add to magic, they do very early on and they really make magic more interesting than Bonnie Bennett hand waving away things. Yeah. It definitely opens up like the things that we see like in the originals, not the original Jesus Christ in legacies, like the, the light spells, the, uh, what other things are they doing? Like the spells on like, like it opens up, (laughs) like it opens up the, um, possibility of like more magical spells than just, Fesmatos, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I like it because I'm going to do a whole... I am currently writing a script for a whole video on the analysis of magic and TBD. But they expanded this in a way that still plays within the rules that they set out with Bonnie. Yeah. And I love that a lot. A good magic system has good rules and good ways to play around and within those rules. And I think the French Quarter Coven is just what they are, right? Have a really interesting way of um, solidifying their power over the years. And, oh, what's the other word I'm looking for? Like, they have a really interesting way of drawing from their power and a really interesting connection to the earth. And I love that they're introducing this now, but like, you know, her spirit can't rest until it's been properly interred in the cemetery. Yeah. And Sabine uh, points out that, like, Jane Ann died because she got caught doing magic. And she's like, that's one of Marcel's rules. Elijah's like, D- Elijah's very obviously shocked. He's like, the vampire Marce- Marcel? Who the fuck else would it be, Elijah? Hey, the Elijah? The, 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 the city clerk Marcel. Um... <laughs> The notary Marcel. <laughs> you never know. Um. So, yeah. So Elijah um speeds away to Be hide. Sneaky. He's a sneaky boy, and Marcel appears with his little gang of vampires. I love how they announce their their presence with uh, a loud whistle. I love that they don't need to do that, but they do. I just love that the vampires are so cocky in this. It's great. They are. It's really fun because you never see the vampires being cocky assholes in TVD, but here. No, they're just like, sneaky, sneaky. This one, they're like, yeah, we're going to kill you. 
Yeah, they're all really broody in TVD, but in this one, they're like, what the fuck is up? We live in the partiest city in the world. Like, get on our fucking level, dude. Yeah, you want to be a vampire? Let's go, bitch. I love it. So, Marcel is like, you know, I left her here for a reason to send a message. Or he's like, a little birdie informed me that Jane Ann was cooking up something magically delicious. I love a good reference to Lucky Charms. I know. We got to love that branding. I feel like I feel like Marcel is a Lucky Charms kind of guy. He probably is. You know? Yeah. So um, he's just like, yeah. hey, <laughs> will anybody tell me why Klaus just happened to show up out of the blue asking for Jane Ann? Uh, and they're all like, no, go fuck yourselves. That's vampire business. Witches don't get involved in that. And he's like, hmm, you're right. Anyway, I'm going to take uh, Jane Ann's body now. He's like. Everybody's like, no, what the fuck? This is our friend. You can't just take her body. Marcel's like, nah, I just want something, you know, in case you remember why Klaus is here. God, he, the way that he he learned all of this from Klaus, because this is literally just like a new Klaus. Like 21st century Klaus. This is Klaus's protege. This is, you know, a, this is the prince to Klaus's king. Like, that's end of sentence it's really good it really it like you really can see like how like klaus influenced this kid yeah yes definitely and you can especially see that in the other side of the pilot where we saw klaus there while jane ann got murdered yes oh i forgot about that and you you saw like marcel like putting on a show he's like hey check this out i went to law school in the 80s like let me know what you think about this and he's just like ostentatious and he is presenting his case and it's like yeah man this is a fucking direct reflection of klaus and that's not necessarily a good thing no it's not it's it's great like for television obviously but like if this is real life i'd be very concerned literally like <laughs> but i just love how marcel is like he's just i i just love marcel <laughs> I marcel used, is such a good character he literally they did the right thing by making me hate him at first obviously because yeah. they want mm-hmm. you to hate him but obviously as we go forward marcel kind of becomes one of the best characters that julie pleck michael narducci shout out to michael narducci and then charles obviously like i just oh this is such a oh there was a fly on my face that's gross uh, <laughs> it just was so good yeah i think marcel is really the fact that you get such a larger than life character as marcel in the pilot yeah is really fucking good because i can't remember like Sure, in the pilot of TVD, we had Damon, but he wasn't like a larger-than-life, ostentatious villain. He was just wearing a leather jacket and broody. (laughs) And Damon made, like, empty threats. He was like, he's like, I'm gonna give you an eternity of misery and blah, 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 Mm -hmm. blah, blah. Like, but Marcel is like, great, here's my threat. Here's some action with it. Yeah, yeah. I love that they're showing more follow-through in the first episode of tv of to than they did in like the entire first fucking season of tvd yeah it really sets the tone of like this show is gonna go literally balls to the wall like yeah exactly like there's there's no holding back on what they'll do in this show there literally isn't no empty threats bitch that's this fucking show yeah because this isn't a small town anymore this is literally vampires werewolves and witches from all around the world at this point in the big city baby yes 
Um, so <laughs> Elijah calls Rebecca and he's like, so shit's bad. And Rebecca is just in the bathtub holding a glass I of champagne. It. Like, I understand that it's bad, but I don't care. I love how the like both of these episodes, it's just been re- it's just been Claire Holt alone in a room talking on the phone to somebody. She's like, okay, yeah. great. What Claire do you want me to really do? Really had it? an easy day at work, honestly. She really because for context, at this point in the show, when this with this story is taking place, this is still season four. So like right now, yes. Elena has no humanity. Rebecca's chasing after Matt, and like blah 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 blah. Yeah, Rebecca, this is still at the, the of... very end of season. This happens, I think this happens at the same exact time that the backdoor pilot happens. So yeah. um, just know that this is like, what, two episodes before the end of season four, I think? Three episodes. Um, Three let episodes, me double check yeah. here real quick. Yeah, I think it was the one where Elena turns her humanity back on. Yeah. Then, then it's The Walking Dead, then Graduation. So this graduation, one happens, yeah. this one happened at the same time as the backdoor pilot happened. So just know that like, there's some things that we still have to get through at the end of season four, then chronologically, then we will start into season five of TVD. And then season one, episode two of the originals is where it actually starts a different chronology. Up until season four, the shows run together. They run together, but they run separately kind of. Yeah, the the timeline wise, they're at the same point in time and everything like that. But once we get to like season four and well season well season eight of the Vampire Diaries, they break off. They're done. Yeah, messy which breakup. Is <laughs> very, which is very fair, but also very confusing for our purposes because goddamn, trying to keep track of the chronology is fucking exhausting. So I have a list. Basically, <laughs> I know we do. We have we have. You will not believe the amount of planning documents we have for this. Planning done by me, too. Like, I had to find this shit. I know. I'm impressed. I know, me too. I had to do a re... I was doing a rewatch over quarantine, like, in order. I got up to season seven, and then I gave up. (laughs) I was like, I can't do it anymore. Oh, where were we? Oh, Rebecca in a bathtub. Great scene. Rebecca's (laughs) just like, anyway, I don't give a shit about this. And she's like... And Elijah's like, but you should... He's like, but you should. This is our brother. And she's like, yeah, our brother hasn't exactly had the best track record of being nice to me recently. So I'm not very inclined to help him. She just pour another glass of champagne. Bye. She's She's like, like, he stuck a silver dagger in her chest and sent her into a magical slumber for 90 years. And she's like, I don't really, I'm not really like his number one fan right now. And Elijah's like, I know, but he's still your brother and she's like mm, anyway and then elijah just hangs up the phone and i'm like wow girl boss love that also i think at this point too like rebecca had just lost out on the cure too yeah she was like so she, anyway she's, she's, i'm she's just gonna, gonna take like, a bath and drink champagne yeah she's kind of and also she's chasing after matt donovan still so as she is she's like i gotta chase my waiter that i ran <sighs> off a bridge <laughs> God, they're so messy. God, do you ever realize that next week we're going to have to talk about 501? Ah, (laughs) So. I cannot wait. Okay, so we head back to New Orleans. Um, 
Sophie's in the back alley praying for her dead sister with like some candles and stuff. And two vampires show up and they're like, you doing magic? She's like, no, I'm fucking praying. Would you like to pay your respects? I just love when they roll up like, hey, yo, girl, what you doing? You doing some magic in this shady back alley? And the other vampire is like, it's like, don't make this a thing, Sophie. And she's like, I'm not making it a thing. I'm just praying to my dead sister. And then then one of the vampires tries to grab Sophie. And then he vanishes. And then his heart falls to the ground in front of them. The best scene ever. Elijah shows up and just tosses the other fucking vampire up to like a fucking metallic thing off the roof and he gets he gets desiccated immediately because this metallic roof decoration goes right through his heart because elijah has incredible aim apparently i just love how elijah is just like how he introduces himself like i love how they're like elijah's one you need to fear and like since season two and it's like well he's like a nice little he's a nice guy and then he does shit like this and you're like, yeah. oh. And you're like, oh, right. You're an original vampire. You've been you're- doing this for a while. Yeah. And I just love how, like, the heart just falls to the ground. Like, yes. He's so dramatic about it. The other thing I wanted to mention that I I do believe I mentioned this when we talked about the back door, when we talked about episode one zero, we talked about the zero episode. Um, yeah, the backdoor pilot uh, is that they use verticality a lot more in this series than they do in TVD because New Orleans is a city. Cities are tall. So I love how yeah. even in this scene, it's not just throwing a vampire to the side. It's throwing a vampire up. Yeah, because this um, the scene that we were just talking about right now was from the actual backdoor pilot. So that was shot actually in New Orleans. Yeah, so... And they, they do this, it's a very conscious choice that they make. They always have Elijah hiding in this pilot. They always have Elijah hiding on a balcony or in the upper echelons and the rafters. And I like that they made a conscious choice to make it visually tall. And that's a yeah. very different feeling than you get from Mystic Falls, which is visually flat, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I like that they decided to make this choice and then they stick with it for the whole fucking series. These folks are always in fucking like bell towers and like on roofs and jumping off of balconies. They made the choice to make it tall and then keep it tall, which I really enjoy. Me too. So I didn't even realize that. That's awesome. Right? Hey, my I film love- degree comes in handy sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> so... We head to, Sophie and Elijah head to the cemetery. Lafayette Cemetery. Lafayette Cemetery. And Sophie opens the gate and steps inside, and Elijah is stopped in the entryway. I love this. I love this interesting new rule. Yeah, because it's a protected sanctuary for witches and witches only. This is sacred Uh ground, which means vampires have to be invited in, which is an interesting twist on the this is my house, therefore you have to be invited in kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, this is a neat twist. They don't it use it often because you just see vampires coming in here, but yeah, all of them, but every vampire that comes in here, it makes sense that they were invited by a witch. 
Yeah, because they kind of come in once their first scene that they come in, they're always coming in with a witch. Yeah. They aren't and, just like waltzing until, until after they're invited and then they're waltzing in alone. Yes. So I like that. And especially because you learn of in the past, Marcel and his vampire gang had gotten invited in by Sophie, had gotten invited into the cemetery previously. So, oh, right. Yes. Yeah, so right. She, so she could like, save the, uh huh. So, uh huh, uh huh. The thing with the thing. The so, place, unfortunately, the- now a lot of vampires are just invited willy nilly into the cemetery. Mm hmm. Which I kind of, I, I dig this. I like this rule. So yeah. uh, basically Sophie's like, Haley's pregnant. We know this fact. <gasps> we knew we knew this plot we twist knew this. already. But Phoebe Tonkin looks so good in this episode. God, I love her so fucking much. Her and her little pouty mouth. I love her. And I was watching this like, and after having the past three years, we've been two and a half years, whatever it's been. I've been, we've been watching Legacies. So, like, Uh obviously, like, revisiting all this and, like, seeing, like, the origins of Hope. Danielle and Phoebe Tonkin look a lot like each other, and it's scary. The casting on this was fucking. Honestly, I love it. I just, I was a really good job. And I think even Danielle does a really good job of trying to match her mannerisms to her. Yeah. Supernatural parents. I love it. You can definitely Danielle. Danielle Rose Russell, you're not listening to this. I love you. <laughs> but if you are, you're you're doing a phenomenal job. You're sweetie. doing amazing. You're doing a phenomenal. We love job. you. We love Hope Michelson. Now we've always well, we always. I've never hated her. I was gonna say she was either a baby or a three, like a five year old or a misunderstood gay teen, and I loved her at every single one of those stages. So. Me too. <laughs> Oh my god, we're gonna see baby hope. I know oh. we're gonna see the fake baby they use. I love the fake baby they use so There's much. Ba- oh yeah, there was a fake baby. Yeah, but of course, most of the scenes they have a baby in here are fake baby scenes, and I love I them so dearly. So <laughs> Elijah and Haley go inside a burial vault because um in case you haven't realized, a lot of the show is gonna take place in a cemetery, um, inside crypts. And New Orleans, which doesn't really bury because they're below sea level or something like that. And exactly. So no, that's exactly crit. the point. They keep everybody above ground because they are already below sea level. Yep. So makes for great TV. <laughs> makes for great gothic TV. Elijah and Haley head inside, and they are. Elijah does this thing that we don't ever see him doing again, but I do love dearly, where he just like sends mind waves to another oh, person the mind <laughs> he's like if you open your mind to me i can show you the past and he does uh he just like touches Haley's head and she gets the flashback to the stuff that we as longtime viewers of the tvd you know basically in that he tells the origin story of vampires. So he tells the origin story of the the, fa- the fact that they were made to um, counteract werewolves because their youngest, Henrik, died because of a werewolf. Um, once Klaus had made his first kill, then he turned into a wolf. His bones are cracking. And I think his first... His first scene, we probably, I think we saw it previously, but this scene is fucking brutal. The bone cracking yeah. sounds they make is fucking brutal. I wonder, I don't want to know how they got those. I don't want to know but, what the Foley uh, artist did here, but the fact that they did. We also get to see um, 
Esther putting the curse on Klaus. Also, that's not the actress who played Esther. <laughs> that's um a per- a body double. Oh yeah, absolutely. They couldn't get her because uh, Alice Evans was pregnant during this. Oh really? <laughs> and she was. I remember like they were like they brought back everyone, but they're like Alice Evans is not returning. I'm like, bitch, bring her back. Yeah. Okay. I can see why. Yeah. Fair. Yeah, she was pregnant. I think so. She just didn't come back. Um. Yet. Yet. Dun, 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 dun. Flashbacks are fun. Oh, flashbacks galore in this show, and I love it. I know it's so much. It's so much fun. I love a good flashback. So, um, basically, Michael makes Esther bind, like suppress Klaus's werewolf side, um. Which, uh, so Michael, like, to do this, he's, like, binding Klaus to a wooden cross, and Klaus is, like, fighting him, and Michael is, like, Elijah, Elijah, help me hold him down, and Klaus is, like, pleading, like, brother, please don't. Yeah. Please don't. And, unfortunately, um, Elijah gives in to their father and helps bind Klaus. And then his mom does the spell, and, you know, yada, yada, yada. So, um... Back to present day, Haley's like, by the way, my name is Haley. You should probably know my name if you're going to tell me your whole life story. And I love that Elijah will dump his, uh, dump a long ass story on anybody who listens. I love that about him. God, I, he's, I just love Elijah. My God, so much, this. I just love how they dump all of this, and it's like, if you didn't watch The Vampire Diaries, you're like, what the hell is wrong with this family? Yeah. No, I love, because this serves as both, like, a refresher for us. Hey, in case you were, in case you had somehow forgotten everything we told you in season two and three of the of the Vampire Diaries, here it is again. But also, like, for new folks, Here's they didn't know who Haley was. They didn't know her name, you know? Yeah. And also, Elijah didn't know who Haley was, obviously. So this is a good way for him to kind of get to know yeah. Haley. And obviously, because Klaus knows who Haley is, she's not going to be like, I'm Haley, by the way. Remember when we slept together? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, so true. I love oh. introducing myself. Uh, to to one night stands. Yeah, I've done that before. <laughs> um, Sophie comes in and she's like, Marcel drove the werewolves out of town decades ago. Do you really think he's going to welcome a hybrid baby here? Convince Klaus to help us, and nobody has to know about the original, the newest member of the original family. And Elijah says my favorite line he says in this pilot, which is, that sounds remarkably like blackmail. Oh, yeah. No, it doesn't. It sounds like a very obvious, like... Threat. Threat, but also a pretty good indication of what will actually happen. Like, literally. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah Marcel if Marcel finds, finds out, out that there's a baby, he's going to be fucking pissed. Not even just, like, a regular old, like, werewolf baby. Like, a hybrid baby. Yeah. Like, he probably, he doesn't seem, like, so excited that Klaus is back in town. Yeah, he's not jazzed. And then, and Klaus is a hybrid, so, like, imagine adding a baby to that mix, like, mm. So then we retread some of the same ground that we got in the backdoor pilot, in that Klaus and Elijah go to the cemetery, learn about the baby, then Sophie reveals that she and Haley are magically linked so that if you want help us take down Marcel, Haley won't live long enough to see her first maternity dress. And Haley's Which... like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Haley's like, excuse me. Wait, hold up, what? <laughs> Which I love. I love that for her. So this is all retreading ground that um, we saw in the backdoor pilots. So we're not going to talk too much about it. Yeah. 
I like that Elijah is trying to make this deal with the witches, yes. though. Elijah has deals. And you the one thing you know about Elijah is that he never goes back on his deal. Like, that's that's his whole deal. Ha <laughs> ha. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but, like, Elijah just, he's trying to bring, he sees this baby as, I'm going to make the pun here, as hope for their family. And that's literally what that baby, what this baby is. Yeah. Um, so he's like trying, he thinks like, this is it. This is our way to get our family back together. So he's going to do the way anything. They feel what is broken. Yeah. And that is the one thing that Elijah values most above all is family. So. Yeah. And I really like the push and pull that he and Klaus have in that Elijah really wants this family to be whole again. And Klaus really wants in his own way. He really wants his family to be safe. And yeah. they have very different ways of going about it and very different ways of um, very different ways of ensuring that safety, we'll say. Yeah. So I like it a lot. Um, we continue to go um, retreading some ground. It's that scene of like Elijah or of Klaus saying like, it's a trick, Elijah. And Elijah's like, no, it's brother. It's a gift. It's your chance. It's our chance. Um, they do that thing. Klaus dramatically says no. And it's very oh. funny. Um, so back in the mausoleum, the witches are just like chitting, chatting. They're like, you know, Sophie's, Sophie's a big proprietor of the fact that, um, this will work essentially that this will work yeah she's very much putting all of her eggs in this basket Mm -hmm. and there's another uh witch elder agnes who's like i'm not sure bringing in more vampires is like the play here darling and basically what we learn here is that sophie has nothing to lose and elijah knows that and he stops treating this like a fun deal he's making he is just like Basically, Elijah's, like, amused by this whole thing so far, and especially yeah. of the fact that um, Sophie and Haley are linked. She thinks that it's fun. Um, he's sort of, like, smiling up until this point, and then he's like, you know, you would dare threaten an original. And Sophie says with actual, like, I really, I really love this actress, but she just says with absolute pain in her voice, I have nothing to lose. And Elijah's like, oh, shit, okay okay you we will come to find out that sophie actually does have nothing to lose at this point yeah and i think elijah very intrinsically feels that and he sees he, that he knows and pl- danielle her actual name was daniella and her yeah. name was daniella pandea yep. i can't pronounce her last name i think but i'm sorry if i butchered it but she fantastic actress i love her um she's now in jurassic world which good for her <laughs> I really also yeah. I just like this actress. I think she's very good. She has, she's in other things that I really enjoy. Yeah, I've um, seen her in a few it, other it, things too. Um, yeah, Daniela. I think it's Pineda. Pineda, okay. Pineda, Pineda, something like that. Um, a lot of Daniels because also we learn later it's Danielle Campbell as well in this episode. So, and then and then Danielle Rose Russell and then, and then Danielle Daniel Rose Russell. Yeah, exactly. It's very They're just keeping confusing. up with the dance. She has nothing to lose and. She knows it, and Elijah knows it. Yeah. So then we um, go back to the loud party with um, Marcel and Klaus. And this is also one that a scene that happens in the backdoor pilot. So we're not going to talk too much about it. But I do want to mention here that Charles Michael Davis is very fucking good at his job. Yes, where he shouts, I'm the king. Show me some respect. I was like, damn, bitch. Yes. Yes. Like, he, like 
we've seen Stefan, Stefan and Damon stand up to Klaus and obviously live. But like that didn't feel as powerful as this was. Because you know that Marcel and Klaus have a history. Mm-hmm. One that wasn't like compelled away or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Correct. Like this is like, oh. This is really, really good. And also, also Charles Michael Davis, you're hot. (laughs) He is. And he is acting like rent is due every time. And I so love that about him. Me too. He, he really embodies the, I think he really embodies the um, rebellious side of Klaus very well. And he's very much like, you know. So you can stay here for a little bit and, you know, if you want to stay in town, that's fine. You want to pass on through, you want to stay a while, great. What's mine is yours, but it is mine. Just such a good line. I also think you can start seeing now where the Shakespearean influence of the originals starts to shine through. In all mm-hmm. of these really overdramatic monologues that I love so dearly. There are I know so they're many. not for everybody, but God, I love them so much. At first I hated them, but now like I can appreciate it. I love it now. God, the original. I just love the original. <laughs> it's a really good fucking show. It really is. We get another little Elijah calling Rebecca interlude. Which I love these people like... These little moments. There's little moments of like Elijah just calling Rebecca because he needs to. It's like, hey, our brother's having a fucking temper tantrum. He's like, he says specifically, Klaus is spiraling. He's lashing out in blind rage. You know, the last time I saw him like this, it lasted 200 years. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Which is just like, God, I love you, Petty King. Ugh. anyway i love this show (laughs) and then again rebecca's like i don't care yeah and she's like you know i don't give a shit with any luck this misadventure will allow us a reprieve from all of his insanity um and elijah's like anyway i'm gonna get the girl and she's like wait hold what the fuck are we running an orphanage now she's like excuse me i'm not taking care of a baby which I think this line specifically is a little bit it's a little bit out of character for Rebecca in my opinion. Cuz the next episode she's pretty all in on protecting Haley. For me, what happened with Rebecca is her summer away with Matt and like learning and also Matt's humanity probably rubbed off on her like a little bit. Yeah. I think she's at a pretty dark place in the end of season four, except Matt's kind of helping her have some necessary character growth, except at the time, chronologically, when this episode happened, she didn't really have that character growth yet. (laughs) Yeah, so that is probably why it feels a little bit weird, because we're like, we know who Rebecca is. But um, at the same time, like, this also is like, Rebecca had just lost the cure, Klaus had just betrayed her, Eliza kind of just betrayed her. Mm Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like, she kind of just feels like she's like, screw family. Like, y'all just screwed me over. I lost the cure. Yeah, it just, I guess for me, it doesn't fit because she still talks like she's wanting to have a life with Elijah as her brother. And so to me, it doesn't quite fit that she doesn't give a shit about this baby because it's like, yeah, that's technically your family too. And obviously Elijah cares. So maybe you should try and care a little bit. But I think we're just, 
we are at a different place in her character growth right now, chronologically. And I, I know you're going to get so tired of me saying that, but chronologically, chronologically. <laughs> this isn't quite before the end of this is just a little bit before the end of season four so some things happen there and then she has a whole summer fling away and then she comes into town she's like all right now i'm ready to be a responsible person (laughs) yeah now she's like i'm ready to aunt the shit out of this baby let's go i'm ready to spoil let's do it literally so um elijah's like say what you want about nicklaus but on my life i am not letting anything happen to that baby Chef's kiss. And Chef's he kiss. Holds that promise. That is a that is his fucking word, and he sticks to that. Yep. Um, so then we get to a scene that's not quite I like this. This is a little bit of a I don't know, I guess kind of um Oh, the fight in the farmer's market? No, not the farmer's no. market. This is when Elijah talks to Marcel and reveals that to Marcel that Eli- that Klaus's blood can heal werewolf bites. So, um, I like this because it's a little bit of a, it links up some things that we saw in the backdoor pilot that just like, we just saw Klaus coming to give Marcel the blood in the backdoor pilot. And so like, this explains why Marcel is like, okay with that (laughs) and why Klaus doesn't need to explain, you know? So I like that. Um, basically they just have a little chit chat, uh, Marcel uh, once again says, it's my business. Get the fuck out of my business, uh, which I love. God, I love this petulant teenager of a vampire. Like, it's my business. Stay out of my room, mom. Um, <laughs> or Elijah's like, I can get you Nicklaus's blood. But I want the body of the witch Jane Ann to allow her people to put her to rest. Again, and Marcel is like, Marcel's like, why do you care about the witches now? Elijah's just like, well, that's my business now, isn't it? And I love Ooh. them. I love two grown men saying to each other, stay the fuck out of my business. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> this is my business. <laughs> this is my business. Stay out of it. <laughs> oh, and just Elijah. He's just, he's a good guy. Ugh. And it makes you forget that he's also a vampire that's evil. Yeah. I like... I I really do. I like that Elijah isn't evil in the same way that Klaus is evil. If that makes yeah, sense, I love that they are all different K- types of evils. He's more of like a neutral evil. I want to say he is more of a lawful evil. Lawful. That's the one that was. I was like, which he's, one is? It? What is he's it? lawful evil to Klaus's chaotic evil to Rebecca's neutral evil. <laughs> Rebecca's neutral evil. She's just like, I don't care as long as it benefits me. Klaus exactly. is just like, I'm going to be evil for the sake of being evil. Exactly. And I like that they start showing this now that like all of the original siblings are evil in their own way, but there are some evils that you can work with and work around. And that evil Mm -hmm. that you can work around is Elijah, basically. Uh, So um, Elijah shows up at the cemetery with, um, with the body of Jane Ann. And he's like, I care about this child. I know that I haven't quite gotten Klaus on board yet. I Here is my proof that this is my intention to help you. The body, I procured it from Marcel myself. Mm-hmm. He also, I like that Elijah shows a little bit of respect to the witches in this way. Like, he yeah. knows that putting this body to rest is important to them. And he even says, like, 
may she be granted peace. Like I really like. I really like that he he's yeah I really like that he respects them and their power and he knows that maybe right now they can't do magic but they are still powerful allies to have and obviously helping them right now helps the baby so he's gonna do it right I really like that he I like that you can follow his logic whereas with Klaus sometimes it's hard to follow the logic to what he does but with Elijah it always makes sense because Klaus he does things at the in the moment that he thinks will benefit him elijah does things that will benefit him in the long run yeah and so he knows like one day once that whenever if they ever take down marcel he's gonna need the witches probably at some point yeah and so i like that elijah thinks long term because it's just it's very interesting and i love it a lot and then that's when um and then when klaus like goes off the deep end has a temper tantrum and kills everyone elijah's like god damn it god not a fucking again i gotta do all of this again i already bribed all of them he gets like a mop and broma and he's like let's fucking go let's do it again yeah uh klaus and elijah fight in an abandoned train depot <laughs> i don't know why it's they just do. i didn't realize it i was like when i was watching it like whenever i first watched it, i was like where the fuck are they and it wasn't until like this watch that i was like oh they're at a farmer's market oh farmer's market that makes sense they had there was like a long the building is so long and set i think by railroad tracks that i just thought it was a train depot yeah um, no it was farmer's just, market it was makes farmer. more sense it was a farmer's market i'm like why are they fighting in a farmer's market <laughs> um okay basically they have a lot of chit chatting about like how elijah will not let go he will never let go and we love the titanic <laughs> Also, though, Elijah did, did um, Elijah does do something that I don't like, but I understand why he did it. He's like, if I have to beat you as father used to beat you to remind you of your own humanity, I will. And I'm like, wow, really just throwing his daddy issues in his fucking face, huh? Mm. Like, you really had to do it like that. Damn. Um, but reminder, Klaus killed their father. Michael's yeah. dead. <laughs> so there's that. Um, There's one half of daddy issues down. You killed your father. Now you got to go to therapy for the rest. Literally. Uh, Klaus calls Elijah pathetic and he's like, you know, who's more pathetic? The one who hopes to make his family whole or the coward who can only see the world through his own fear? Mm-hmm. And like, what a raw fucking line that really illustrates the difference between these two, huh? Yeah. Like the fact that Elijah thinks of, ho- thinks of Klaus as a coward is so interesting to me. It is. But basically, he's like, you know, Elijah's like, I failed you. The first time our father laid a hand on you, I should have struck him dead. Which is a weird thing to say when 30 seconds ago you were like, I'll beat you like our dad used to beat you. Anyway, I'll, I, vampires, <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm like, the daddy issues and parental abuse here get real strong. And they just, like, pick and choose when to mention it. Anyway, and we and we thought Tyler's dad was was bad. <laughs> I know. Um, Elijah reminisces about the promise that he made to Klaus: always and forever, family above all. Always, the fact that they called the first episode of the originals "Always and Forever." Yeah. <clears throat> so, and I just love because that even that promise, like, it's going to ring throughout the entire 
series, obviously. God, I thought and about it, I thought about starting an always and forever count for the series, but I was like, that's gonna be too fucking. <laughs> we break I it with after the first much. season. I don't care that much. There'd be so many. There would be so many. But the one thing I love, like it even carries over into the originals. The original Jesus Christ into legacies <laughs> with hope because she said a line. I'm not sure when she said it, but she said, "Like family isn't." whatever but she goes family is always and forever and it's like oh and they like, use so it ho- all the goddamn time they do and oh god it hurts yeah <laughs> so we cut to another klaus and elijah scene but this is another one from the backdoor pilot where it's basically klaus and elijah are sitting on a bench and klaus is like i want to be king in uh, jackson square and I love it so much. Do they change the end of the scene a little bit? I think they change uh, the end of the scene a little bit because in here they don't mention that um, he needs an heir. Yeah, he mentions it in. Um, I was going to say, I remember him mentioning it in the backdoor pilot. That he mentions it in the backdoor pilot, but they change the end of the scene a little bit. So it's not um, Klaus saying every king needs an heir, it's Elijah saying. I think this child could offer you the one thing you've never believed you've had, the unconditional love of family, which I think is um. such a raw line. Um, and then Klaus looks up and he's like, tell Sophie Devereaux that we have a deal. So they did change, they changed this a little tiny bit from the backdoor pilot. Um, it might have just been like how they did it was... Um... They had a few cuts here where um, they cut to... Um, yeah. Marcel in his room with the vampire while Thierry is laying dying and they cut back to Elijah and Klaus and I think they just kind of like they have two endings choose your own adventure choose your own ending yeah um I love the fact that Elijah acknowledges that Klaus doesn't think he has the unconditional love of his family I know I love that I love that Elijah is like, yes, this was my failing as a brother. I understand that. This child offers you hope for that. And yeah. I love that so much. Because if you think about it, Klaus kind of does have the unconditional love of his family, except for like Cole and Finn, like yeah. those two. They're kind of on the offs. Um, but like even Rebecca, like she's like, no matter how many times like even then the season it was the season four premiere, she goes, I am the only one who loved you blindly, like and like forgave him and everything like that it wasn't until like recently rebecca was like screw you i hate you i was like fuck you dude um but even then she still loved him unconditionally because she still loved her brother despite their problems (laughs) there are many problems a lot of them there's a lot of problems um many problems (laughs) So basically, Elijah brings Haley to a large White House, which is a plantation house, um, which brings with it all of the terrible connotations of plantation houses. We Uh know Uh we're going to dive into it eventually because, Jesus Christ, this show does not let you forget that Marcel was formerly a slave. Um, And that's not a good thing. But It's not a good thing. But I'm happy, like, they didn't, like, gloss over it. Yeah. They didn't go, like, because especially with black people in the south like there can't be like oh this never happened la 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 
Like, yeah, but they really kind of throw it at Marcel's face a whole lot, and I'm not always yeah. the biggest fan of how they do that. Um, if I'm True. being perfectly honest with you, and I don't True. like that they mention it so often, or specifically that Rebecca mentions it so often, it feels bad. But I don't um, remember that. Oh, oh, there's a scene with Rebecca and an apple later. Um, oh wait, yeah, I remember. Okay. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um. So. She's just like, you know, um, Elijah is like pulling sheets off of like cribs and uh, furniture in the house. I don't know why there's already a crib in this house. Um, I'll be very honest <laughs> Elijah with murdered you. murdered a family. <laughs> I guess. Everything here looks ancient and dusty. Um, and she, he's like, you know, it serves our purposes. Um, he also is like, hey, you know, in all this time, has anybody asked you how you feel? Are you okay? <laughs> which i love I it's like checking that. in are you good um you like, good bestie <laughs> Haley's like you know i was abandoned when i was born and my adoptive parents kicked me out the second i turned into a wolf so i don't know how i feel about being a mother because i never really had a good one and elijah's like you know i will always protect you you have my word on that and then mm-hmm. klaus shows up and he's like and noble elijah always keeps his word like the annoying little brother he is yeah um And so they talk a little bit and um, their real concern now is like they can deal with Marcel. That's fine. Um, But their concern right now is this coven of impudent witches, which is such a fun turn of phrase. And Mm. he's like, Elijah agrees. He's like, you know, they haven't been entirely forthcoming marcel has something that they need they don't want him dead so there must be a reason why yeah. and then we cut to one of my favorite also deemed by the fandom hashtag problematic characters in the tvdu a dusty attic a bed some canvases and a girl sitting by the window she's practicing just like turning the flame she's just like she's doing flipping a light switch but the candle version of flipping a light switch repeatedly uh, which I think is very fun. And she's like, Marcel pops up and he's like, hey, all good? All good out there? Davina is her name. And she's like, you know, the witches know better than to use magic. They know I can sense it when they do. Mm-hmm. What about the old ones? They're dangerous. I don't want them to hurt you. I love that she called them the old ones. I love that too. Because fun fact, in the books, they were not called the originals. They were called the old ones i love that she called them the old ones but also like in this in this context in this context it kind of makes sense of that she's like she just doesn't know their correct term like she's just a kid oh i forgot she's like 15 she's 16 right now 16 jesus christ so she's just a kid you know and i like that she's just like what what the fuck are they called the old ones right and it's like nah the originals Mm. and i love what they're introducing here of like she is the way that she can sense the magic of the french quarter witches which i think is super super interesting Mm -hmm. it makes you wonder hey why is that and the reason of hey why is that will all be revealed very soon it is one of my favorite plot lines actually i really love this because it gives a lot of depth to the the magic system of tvd it does and it also is I have to say, one of the darkest. 
It is. It, even when I was like watching, when I when you're watching this like fresh for the first time, that's why I'm excited to see what Jordan thinks about this. Yeah, because she's gonna be fresh, brand new baby to this. Like we have never talked about like what's coming in the originals. Even when I watched it for the first time, I was like, "Can they do this? Is this this legal? is dark as fuck? This starts a like, really this- dark storyline." And like this is like this is takes place in the same universe as Damon Salvatore. Yeah, yeah, I really love it because, like I said, the world opens up now. There's a whole lot of dark shit that goes on, and it also makes you think like, what would have happened if the originals was never picked up? How would have this fit into Vampire Diaries? This wouldn't have a storyline like this would not have. No, so that's why I'm happy the CW was like, oh, this is a (laughs) storyline. This is a show that we definitely should have because Julie Plex says so, and we <laughs> love her. I cannot wait for the fourth Vampire Diary show of some random monster from Malivore, probably, at this point. Oh, um, my God. Buddy buddy yeah. sitcom of a witch and a monster from Malivore <laughs> trying to make it in the big city. Just New York City, and they're just, like, roommates God. in a shitty New York apartment. I think that would be very funny. Anyway... <laughs> It would be funny. Julie Plack hit us up. We know you just had a birthday, so this is our birthday present to you. It's a pitch. Klaus and Elijah have another scene where they chit-chat. and um, Chitty-chatty. Klaus is like, hey, where's Rebecca? Has she stopped pouting long enough to join the fun? And Elijah's like, no. No, she hasn't. Her disinterest is pretty clear. She's like, ah, one too many times. Dagger shoved in a box, I gather. And Elijah's like, you know, Rebecca might surprise you. Klaus is like, I hope she stays far away because in my desire to reclaim this town, to steal from Marcel that which he holds most dear, I have realized one massive vulnerability, one weakness that Marcel could exploit. Elijah's just like, what's that? And Klaus just says, you. Yikes! And he daggers Elijah with a silver dagger And he says, forgive me, brother. There is no power in love. Mercy makes you weak. Family makes you weak. If I'm going to win this war, I have to do it alone. Yikes. Yikes, gang. He's back to his old ways. I remember when that happened. I was like, oh, shit, already? Yeah, literally. Time to dagger is pretty fucking quick here. (laughs) <laughs> but I think the other reason, like, why they did this was because at the same time, Daniel Gillies was on another show, like, in Canada. So, oh, was he really? Yeah, I think so. They kind of had to be like, okay, we're putting you down for a little bit. Have fun, we'll buddy. Put you down for, uh, for a few episodes here. For a couple of episodes will bring you back when you're ready. Fun fact about the um, mansion they're currently in. That house is not the first time we've seen it in the Vampire Diaries universe. Oh, really? It was seen in season one. As the Salvatore Mansion, dun dun dun, like the, the flashbacks, the, to the plantation the, house that we're in right yeah, now. Yeah, the plantation house. Oh. Yeah, huh? Neat. Now it it's just they just doubled up. <laughs> Fair. I Obviously, mean, there's not that many fucking places in a uh... in Georgia. No, <laughs> but this is really funny because like you you're gonna kind of see like Vampire Diaries use a set and then the originals use a set and you're kind of like, huh? <laughs> yeah, literally. Same thing. Okay. Well. <laughs> anyway, it was not until like season two you really start to see them have like differences. Season, yeah. Because like first season they kind of had to borrow a lot of stuff, like same scores and things like that, like music. Yeah, I do like how the music in this 
the music overall in the originals slaps i think so much harder than music and tvd because it's all jazzy and fun i love the score in season two for the originals yeah um for a certain certain character when she comes in that's it for our first episode of the originals god brian final thoughts about this episode what do you what do you love about this app i wish it was a two-hour premiere i I wish like they found like a happy medium i think we can count that previous ep as a two-hour yeah i kind of after watching this like because i haven't watched that backdoor pilot in years i don't Mm -hmm. think or a year or so so like and i haven't and i also haven't watched like this episode in a long time so like watching it again i was like hmm i kind of want that other episode too yeah so it, part of me almost- i think it would have been better if we had thought about this and just treated it as a you mirror but i think i like the way we do it now so me too it's fun but i did really i really enjoyed this episode like it really sets up like a lot of like stuff and it really like harkens back to like especially like um sophie mentioning like this baby is nature's loophole. Like, how many times have we heard hoping called a loophole? Nature's loophole, baby! Like, it literally, like, it kicked, like, this story, like, just this kicks off so much that happens, not just in legacies, but also in vampire diaries, too. True. We have a lot of loopholes that come from the originals and sort of, like, ripple effect out of here. Yeah, and then also loopholes from vampire diaries that ripple out into here, so it's nice. Yeah, it's really... Sometimes you realize that you're actually watching an interconnected universe and you're like, wow, this is really good, actually. Yeah. And then you're, whenever they mention like Damon Salvatore, you're like, ooh, Damon ooh. in this universe? Uh, <laughs> I know. I like it. I think TVD really does an extended universe better than other like extended universe shows that have tried to do. Yeah. Um, it feels, TVDU feels a lot more natural, I think, than the other extensions of it. Even with legacies, like with the whole Malivore thing, everyone's like, it doesn't make sense. There were no monsters in Vampire Diaries and in the originals, like blah, blah, blah. I'm like, there were forms of monsters, but not and the also, monsters that we... Also, Malivore, Malivore wipes the... away your memories. Exactly. He took all of that. Like, that's the whole point of the fucking monsters that he gobbled up the what... monsters. And that's what makes, and everyone's saying like, oh, the monster plot is so stupid. I'm like, yeah, but guess what? It actually makes that sense. Makes it... It makes sense, because now it makes you think, like, did Klaus ever face a dragon? Brian. I Scale of 1 to 10. What do you okay. rank this episode? If I was going to rank this as a two-parter episode. Like okay, between, so you're... I'm not... If I was, I would give it a 10. Mm-hmm. But, considering the fact that, like, we don't have... Like, this didn't air... Like, I'm trying to think of this as, like, as, as a new fan. Mm-hmm. Like, someone who's never watched The Vampire Diaries. Someone who's never heard of the name elena gilbert who's never heard of damon salvatore nothing like that i'm coming in as a fresh baby never heard of delena never heard of stelena love God. triangle who is she how I would, how how charmed of a life you must leave that, at that point how charmed your life how has been if you've never heard of uh, honestly delena <laughs> how blissfully unaware uh the only thing i'm sad about is that you never heard of Catherine pierce which is even sadder That's um that is sad but um but basing this episode on its own i'm gonna give it an 8.5 that's i think a very fair ranking i'm giving an 8.5 not because this episode isn't amazing it's a great episode it just kind of felt like it was missing all of that like it just kind of feels like you need to have watched the vampire diaries in order to 
kind of uh, understand this. Yeah, I, I completely, I, I agree with you here. I think as it moves through season one, the originals really starts to carve its own place. Yeah, it definitely. carves its own path. Um, but this first episode and the other shaky. backdoor pilot, it's a little shaky. It's a little first, first little baby steps into the new world. I still yeah, like it, is- so I'm still going to give it a yeah. nine. Because um, I yeah. really, I still do like this episode. I think it sets up what it needs to set up. I think it does the necessary yeah. evil of retreading some of the ground from the backdoor pilot. Um, and I think looking at it as a two-parter pilot is the way to go, honestly. Yeah. It Just for me, it didn't feel like a um, series premiere. It felt kind of like a season premiere. Yeah, and I get like it that. It kind of felt like we already need to know these characters, know their traumas and know their story like it didn't feel like the vampire diaries pilot which was fucking amazing well um and it also didn't feel like the legacies pilot which also was fucking amazing yeah i i understand you know how to do a pilot i know you do baby (laughs) and i think i think if you look at this as a two-part pilot i think then you're like oh this is really good oh yeah once you if you watch this back to back with episode 20 of season four 420 nice and then (laughs) <laughs> and then um oh i just realized our next episode is episode 69 i know <laughs> nice <I'm excited! laughs> um and then like if you look at this like as they combine those two episodes and if someone had found a way to edit these episodes into making it like a way that it could be like one cohesive episode first off bravo to you second of all would be amazing because I feel like the one thing like that for me was like the big, like I love the backdoor pilot because like it's fresh, it's new, it's exciting. We're getting to meet all these brand new characters. Uh-huh. And then the twist that Haley is pregnant. Uh-huh. Like that was like the main draw for me. That's when I was like, huh? We gonna have a baby? We gonna have a baby. <laughs> In this universe? In this economy? <laughs> In this economy? vampire economy? <laughs> That's literally what it felt like. I was just like, huh. Okay, here we go. And then it kind of said, like, they said it here, like, oh, the girl's pregnant. Oh. So, like, you don't really kind of have that whole, like, background that vampires can't procreate. You don't have that whole, yeah. like. So, it's got, that's what it's for, for me. Mm-hmm. But I still love this episode. I, I, god damn it. It's still such a good kickoff into the original. It really is. And a very, I think overall the original season one is stronger than the Vampire Diaries season one by a country mile. 100%. So I think it's okay that some of these episodes are like, this one feels a little bit like a stutter step trying to get in, which I understand why they had to, because they needed to have both a backdoor pilot and a pilot pilot. So I understand why they, why it feels a little bit like a stutter step, but it does still feel like a stutter step. They had a lot to kind of introduce, like, and I'm sure. Yeah, they had a lot of ground to cover. And honestly, I'll be very honest with you. I think the backdoor pilot episode 101 and even into episode 102 still feels like a pilot. Next episode still feels in a way like a pilot to me. Yeah, it kind of does. Now that I'm thinking about it. I kind of view those three as like the one pilot. Which is, I know, a weird way to think about it, because usually, like, pilots are one or two episodes, maybe. But I think House of the Rising Sun, which we watch next week, um, mm-hmm. or which we will watch, not next episode, but the episode after, um, 
it like it you'll see what I mean when we get there it still does kind of feel like a pilot episode yeah next week though gang we're gonna be going back to TVD baby we're going back season 5 episode 1 I know what you did last summer I know what you did last summer Uh (laughs) I don't know where that song came from but it was there it bops that's gonna be next week y'all i'm so excited i'm actually kind of excited to get back into tvd because this is when tvd starts to get wacky and bad and i do love wacky and bad tv yeah Um, season five i will start this off as is my least favorite season but has some of my favorite episodes it's such a weird season that it did not know what it was doing and that's okay i feel like if they cut out kind of like that middle plot that happens i don't want to talk about it yet that middle plot that happens where it's like "Uh uh-huh okay is this what's now we're back to the supernatural stuff okay great thank you (laughs) yeah literally i just think i think i know what you did last summer is so fun it was a good episode. I remember that one. It's like you get we have a whole lot that happens. That's oh, all God. gonna be next week, y'all. Until then, um, follow us on Twitter at AfterbitePod. You can also, if you are so inclined, support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash afterbite. You get all the episodes a few days early and some exclusive behind the scenes things like Brian coming on to my Animal Crossing Island and telling me how terrible it is. I can't wait. It's going to be fun. So we're going to have a great time. That's going to be exclusively on patreon.com slash afterbite. Um, what other things do I have to say? Oh, yeah. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really does help us out more than you know. Please and thank you. Yeah. Until then, y'all, I still feel like we still have to. Maybe we should redo the outro for this season. Yeah, because I kind of feel like we're at a new chapter of our lives. The yeah. pandemic's not pandemic's not over, but it's almost over. Get, get fucking vaccinated actually that's our outro yeah, for right now vaccinated. get fucking I'm, vaccinated i'm fully vaxxed now bitches and i was in an elevator with another person today without a mask and it was great oh my god i'm also fully vaxxed and i still don't go outside because i don't trust anybody else to be get fucking vaxxed y'all get pricked please get, get, get pricked get pricked please <laughs>